This film is Lit, the podcast where we finally settle the score on one simple question. Is the book really better than the movie? I'm Brian. I have a film degree, so I watch the movie, but don't read the book. And I'm Katie. I have an English degree, so I do things the right way and read the book before we watch the movie. Look, some of us are lazy, all right? If by lazy you mean wrong. Prepare to be wowed by our expertise and charm as we dissect all of your favorite film adaptations and decide whether the silver screen or the written word did it better. So turn it up, settle in, and get ready for spoilers. Because guess what? This film is lit. It's the Netflix sensation sweeping the nation. We're doing this whole episode blindfolded. It's Bird Box, and this film is lit. Hello and welcome back to This Film is Lit, the podcast where we talk about movies that are based on books. This may be the most topical episode. Well, we've done movies that are out in theaters, but this is... (laughs) Maybe the biggest social media. It's a big meme craze. The big me, the biggest meme film that we've <laughs> yet talked about. It's Bird Box. We have a bunch of segments. Do we have Guess Who? We do. All right. Well, before we get to Guess Who, we're going to do uh, our first segment in case you haven't seen this film, which is Let Me Sum Up. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Reminder there will be spoilers throughout. Katie. Do you go first? I think I yes. do. Go ahead and hit them with a, summer, a summary of Bird Box, the book, and I will not listen. All right. Bird Box by Josh Mallerman. Mallory, a young woman who lives with her sister Shannon, has just found out that she's pregnant. At around the same time, isolated reports of people inexplicably driven to horrific violence and suicide start coming in from around the globe. As these incidents increase in number, people begin to panic. No one knows what's happening, but the prevailing theory is that these people saw something that made them violent to themselves and others. Shannon and Mallory barricade themselves inside their house, but after a few months, Shannon accidentally looks outside and commits suicide. Mallory feels she can't be alone and decides to travel to a safe house that she heard about. She makes it there and lives for some time with five, eventually six, housemates. It's not a great existence, but they're surviving. That changes with the arrival of a man named Gary. Gary has different ideas about the creatures that everyone says are to blame for the violent outbreaks, and he slowly creates distrust amongst the housemates. Mallory confronts him, and the housemates kick him out, but then in a moment of terror, it turns out that Gary never left at all. This main story is told alongside a second plotline that features Mallory and two young children rowing blindfolded down a river, trying to get to a rumored safe place. As both stories progress, it is slowly revealed how Mallory and the children came to be in this precarious situation. Wow, that was the longest one yet. There's a lot of, like, necessary information, I feel like, to understand the premise of All this right. story. So I say, that was a lot. Yeah, that it was, was a longer long than normal. All right, so Bird Box, the film, the Netflix original. Uh, Mallory, played by Sandra Bullock, is pregnant 
uh, I'm not exactly sure how far along, several months, five, six in that range, at least, if not more. She's pretty pregnant. Yeah, she's pretty freaking pregnant. Um, uh, her sister shows up uh, on a day they're going to go to the doctor for, you know, one of her prenatal checkups or natal, che- whatever. Uh, yeah, prenatal. Um, <laughs> I assume. I don't know. Anyways, uh, as they're getting ready to go, they see uh, this bunch of news reports that people uh, all over Europe are committing suicide in the thousands, by the thousands. Um, a fact that they are mostly nonplussed by, which we'll get into. Uh, <laughs> uh, when they get arrived at the doctor, blah, blah, discussion. Uh, Sandra Bullock's not with the father of the child anymore. Uh, doesn't know, really want kids. It seems like, you know, it's not really into this, but she's still going to have this kid. They talk about potentially giving it up for adoption, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then on the way home from the hospital, all shit hits the fan. All hell breaks loose. Her sister sees the creature. Uh, so again, spoilers, kills herself. Uh, and then Sandra Bullock ends up in a house with John Malkovich and a bunch of other uh, random cast of characters trying to figure out what's happened. Ultimately, some more people come and go. Some people get killed. Some people die. Some people don't. Uh, eventually, it boils down to just Sandra Bullock, her a new boy toy, uh, Tom, and the two children. She has gives birth, and then she has one kid. Uh, there's another mother at one point who gives birth and then is killed. Um, so now she has two kids. Ultimately, they hear a radio thing that says, they're also a long time ago they figured out that uh, you see these things these creatures if you see them they force you to kill yourself so they don't look at anything that's why they're blindfolded that's why they have all the windows blocked and everything uh but they hear a radio broadcast that says we have a compound it has got to come down the river uh you know get down the river and then once you get through the rapids you'll get to our compound and you can come here and it's safe blah 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 so they gotta they're gonna do go do that tom has to protect or uh, ward off a band of the crazies because some people don't kill themselves they just become like evil evangelists for the creatures uh and and force other people to look at them it's i don't understand that but we'll get into that and then uh so tom sacrifices himself uh the the ma sandra bullock and the kids get in the boat and they make it down the river and they get to the compound uh we learn a little bit about motherhood along the way and that that ends the movie ends and they're safe yep that's what happens all right let's get into guess who who are you no one of consequence i must know. get used to disappointment okay all right we have three guess who's okay yeah my guess who got a little complicated by stuff that the movie did but uh right yeah okay so we have three her black hair hangs down her shoulders her lips curl down in a curious frown. Her blue eyes look gray in the pale light of the bathroom. I mean, it sounds like Sandra Bullock with that frown face. She has a distinct frowny face, a very often sort of resting frown face. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with Mallory. It is Mallory. Nailed it. She has dark hair and she has a frowny face. I'd say they nailed that. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I don't know how old she's supposed to be in the book, um, but we'll get there. Maybe. Younger. <laughs> yeah, younger. Not 54. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has blondish brown hair. His features are strong. His blue eyes flare with intelligence. Unshaven, his stubble is almost red. I'm going to guess that this is probably Tom and they. he's a ginger in the book and he's a black guy in the movie. Uh... 
because I'm trying to think of other important male characters. It could be John Malkovich's character. But the intelligence behind I, I, I'm going to guess Tom. It is Tom. Yep. Nailed it. He's also a middle school teacher in mm, the book. That's not, not, not a construction worker. Oh, yeah. He was a construction yeah. worker in the film. That's right. Yeah, they did change yeah. that. I guess they decided that was sexier. Construction worker. Yeah. Well, and then they get he gets to tell his story about... Yeah. Although it would have been more horrifying if like all the fucking middle school kids yeah, started right? killing themselves <laughs> and he was recounting that tale. But She sees a man, much older than herself, with a brown beard and a tweed blazer over a black sweater. His brown hair, combed over to the side, is unruly. He is both older and heavier set than any of the others. Than any of the others. Uh, well, this does kind of sound also like the guy at the end. When they get to the compound, I think he was wearing a tweed jacket, and he was heavier set and older. But my other thought would be John Malkovich's character, because he's like a main character. But he doesn't wear a tweed jacket. He's like a... Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with John Malkovich, his character. Whose name was Douglas. Is that it? Yes. Okay. But that's not who it is. Oh. It's Gary. Oh, it's Gary. I actually yeah. thought about Gary too, but the way she said, the reason I only, I, the only reason I went away from Gary was that when you said he was like heavier than the others, to me that implies she's seeing this person along with, like I, I, I thought this was like something about that description made me think that this was when she first got into the house uh-huh. and there was like she's kind of surveying everybody. Nope. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's was uh, heavier than the others. It's like well. Unless in the book, maybe Gary shows up with other people. It's not just Gary or something. No, it's just Gary. Okay, well, that description's weird to me. (laughs) It seems weird to compare him to the rest of the people in the house. I don't know. Anyways. All right. Two for three. Not too bad. (laughs) Now it's time for Was That in the Book? Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker of the Philosopher's Stone. The what? Honestly, don't you two read... Katie, I got a lot of questions. I know you do. Even in Lost in Adaptation, I have a lot, which we'll get to after this. Some of this might veer into slightly Lost in Adaptation territory on some of these mm-hmm. questions. Um, but uh, this section is very obvious. I just asked Katie about things from the film to see if they were in the book. In the book, are the kids just referred to as boy and girl? Yes, they are. If so, why? Now, I will expand upon this that I I thematically understand why, ultimately, I understand Uh why uh, Sandra Bullock refers to them as boy and girl. Because, you know, the sort of desire to not get attached to them and her reluctance and motherhood thing and just not naming them. I get that. And I assume that's basically It's similar in the book. There's never, like, an explanation for why she calls them that. But that's definitely the vibe that I got. Yeah. Similar to how, like people tell you not to name stray cats or right. whatever because yes. you'll get attached to them because then you get more attached yeah. And, yeah and in this sort of apocalyptic scenario yeah he sees it better off to not do that and ultimately decides to at the end does name them okay uh is the book uh out of order or not out of order so the movie jumps back and forth between when the outbreak first happens mm-hmm. and uh, sort of current time when they're making the trip down the river. Mm-hmm. We start on the trip down the river and then we jump back five years before when the sort of apocalypse started. 
and uh, and we could go back and forth between mm-hmm. them, basically. Is that how this book is structured? Yes. The okay. book is told um, similarly in a, a nonlinear yes. fashion. Cool. I thought it was effective, actually. And yeah. I, 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 I will say overall, I, this movie has gotten really mixed reviews. I thought it was okay. It's not a great film, but like it was okay. It had things that didn't work, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about them. But I thought overall, I I was like, yeah, it's fine, you know, see, like I whatever. I had my issues with it. I did too. Like I said, I'll and we'll we'll get into them. But I, I yeah, I didn't like hate it or anything. I didn't think it was like bad. I just thought there were there were definitely issues. Like I said. Uh, so in the book, this has struck me in the film uh, when they when we meet Sandra Bullock when we jump back five years, you know, when mm-hmm. or during the start of the sort of outbreak of the suicide thing. Uh, Sandra Bullock, her sister shows up with groceries for her because she's a painter. And, you know, she just is a recluse. She just sits and paints all day and doesn't, you know, take care of herself or whatever uh, or pay attention to the world. Her sister's like, by the way, have you heard the news? And they turn on the news and it's stories on every channel about tens of thousands of people committing suicide. And their reaction in the movie is just like, "Eh, at least it's in Europe. Click, turn it off. And then they just (laughs) go about their normal day. And I thought that was the weirdest thing. Is that sort of how they treat it in the book? Okay. So. Or maybe there's not like, that scene in the book. I don't know. But in the book, this progresses like a lot more slowly. A lot slow, more slow. Yeah, um, slow. It's not like news reports of thousands of people killing themselves yeah. at once, which I feel like it might be partly where the comparisons to the happening yeah. are coming in. Like, but it doesn't happen like that in the book. It's more like isolated reports of like one or two people right. doing this, but then they start to come in like faster and faster. Yeah. Um, and like spread across because at first they're like it's in Russia. Right. And, and that's what like, they say okay, in the movie, it's, yeah. It's well, it's not here, it's right. not happening here. Um, it kind of reminded me actually, do you remember a few years ago? When there were a few isolated reports of people like doing bath salts, oh yeah, and, like, and, like eating Florida people's faces yeah, yeah, off, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was kind of like a similar vibe right. that I got to it, where it was just like a handful of reports, but then it starts happening like more and more and spreading yeah. to different places. Okay, it was just in the movie. It, it particularly struck me the idea that you would turn on the news. And see a report about tens of thousands of yeah. people in Europe killing themselves and then just turning it off and be like moving on and like yeah. having no, a chill, normal. Co- it's very strange. very strange. I'm like, what is wrong movie. with you people? Like, yeah. I would be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Even if it's not here, I would still be like, OK, I got to know more about this. What the yeah. f- what the heck is this? You know, no, it's- in the book, it definitely at least at first, it seems like much easier to blow off right. as like. This has only happened a couple of times. We don't actually know what's causing it. It's not happening here, so I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and I actually don't have this in the in the here, but you'll be able to answer it. Uh, so after she goes, they go to the hospital for her checkup, and then on the way home is when sort of the stuff starts going crazy in America. And her sister sees the thing and, and drives a car into a uh Another car and crashes and then walks in front of a, a trash truck. Does her sister kill herself in the book? She does, but that is not how it happens. Okay. It's, it's how does it happen? Um, is there sort of that sort of chaotic, like everything all hell breaking loose moment no. in the book? No. No. They actually, the book starts and they're going to get a pregnancy test. 
Oh, because okay. she's just like realized that she missed a period. Okay. Um, and they see people like starting to cover their windows and like try to walk around covering their eyes, and they're kind of like, "What are people even worried about?" Yeah. Because this isn't really happening. Like, why are people freaking out about this? Yeah. Um, and then it kind of progresses to a point, and they end up like barricading themselves inside their house, and then. Her sister, who in the book is named Shannon, um, accidentally sees outside mm. and then commits suicide. Gotcha. Like, upstairs. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. That's completely different. Yep. Uh, does a woman crawl into a burning car? That scene was horrifying. That is not in the book. <laughs> well, it was an effective movie scene. <laughs> Holy shit. John Malkovich's wife crawls into a burning car, and I was like, well, that's awful. That's that's awful. So that's not from the book. Uh, is Sandra Bullock a secret badass? There's a moment in the movie where she points the shotgun. It's uh, when the pregnant woman comes in, I think, or whatever, mm-hmm. and John Malkovich is like, hey, don't, you don't even know how to use that thing, and then she, like, does a thing where she, like, uh, holds the eject or whatever and ejects all the shells because she... And we eventually find out she grew up like on a farm or something. Yeah, on like a ranch or something. Something like that. Like that. Is she a secret badass in the no. book? Does she have sweet <laughs> she, gun skills. She becomes pretty badass. Right, over the course of over the survival. Over the course of yeah, for five years, but uh, yeah. not at the beginning, no. Okay, she doesn't have sweet gun skills. They just no. added that moment in. All right. Uh, does Petey Wong tie himself to a chair to try to see the things on the security cameras. I basically, I guess, does she ultimately end up in the house with the, these same types of same general people in the book that she does in the movie? Yes. Okay. Um, it's also different. Okay, so in the movie, they are out, and she ends up in the house yeah. because she needs to get out of the fray. Yeah, like in everything's the, going. Wild. Yeah, in the book, she goes there on purpose because she heard it was like. A safe, oh, like house. a yeah, a safe house. Gotcha. Um, and B.D. Wong's character, yeah, who owns the house. A version of that scene where he ties himself to the chair does happen in the book, but it happens before Mallory arrives at the house, oh. so she hears about it secondhand. Oh, like oh, we yeah. tried to look at him on the security camera. Yeah, and he was like a almost like a doomsday type prepper prepper yeah so he has like that's not what we get in the movie yeah he so he has like the giant cellar with all of like the food food, which is why they were putting it out there as like oh this is a safe place you can come to gotcha yeah in the movie they just she just ends up there because she's running down the street while everything's going wild and the house is just there and they're like try to get her inside because she's a pregnant woman I also guess. that's a very nice house on a pretty busy street it is it is it's on a very busy yeah it's a pretty big thoroughfare that it's on but i also thought it was interesting that like i was like there's such a random amount of and i guess it makes sense that you know like there's so many people out on the street running yeah. around and like 10 of them go into this house yeah and like the rest of them i guess we're just trying to get home or something. I don't, you know. And such a colorful cast of characters. Yeah, just, it seems like such a weird random <laughs> assort. Like, it makes more sense in the book that, like, somehow they hear about or, you know, yeah. people would show up there because, yeah, this guy's, like, a got food and stuff and is, like, a, it's, like, a small fortress or whatever. But anyways, um, does Bargain Ben Spike bang the yoga instructor? I don't know if she's a yoga instructor. She's bending over I at one point. I thought she was, like, a... Like oh, she cop. was. Yeah, she she's was a like cop. Uh, well, she she's was in, like in the academy. She's in the academy. Yeah, I don't know. Well, she was like doing yoga. She wasn't doing yoga. She was she's just stretching, stretching at one point. So I just called her the yoga <laughs> How instructor. How dare I you? I forgot that she absolutely was a, yeah, uh, in the police academy. Um, 
And she's like, you'll never, we're never having sex. Next scene, having sex. Okay, so <laughs> neither, neither of those characters are in the book okay. per se. Okay. Um, they do say at one point that Bargain Bin Spike's name was Felix, and there is a character there named a Felix. Felix okay. But he's not the same character. Okay. Like, I was, when they first got into the house, I don't know if you heard me typing furiously, because I was typing, who are all these people? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you were typing a lot throughout. um, Yeah. Because apparently they changed quite a bit. They did. Okay. Um, I I didn't put this one in here, but I want to know the answer to this. Is there, is the Charlie character in the book, is there a guy who's writing a novel, a post-apocalypse novel, and and is doing research no. By going out on supply run. <laughs> no, but I kind of enjoyed that the movie threw shade at the Hunger Games yeah. and like the Maze Runner series. Yeah, he did. I thought he did that was trash. Funny. Yeah, those. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, though. I thought it was a funny little, so weird. They're like getting ready. They need to go make a supply run because they're out of food. And like Sandra Bullock's going to go and John Malkovich and Tom and somebody else. And then they're like, Charlie, you need to come because, you know, he worked at the grocery store they're going to go to. He has the yeah. keys and stuff. And they need it. They want him there so that they, you know, need help finding whatever. Um, well, it makes sense for him to go. Right. It makes sense for him to go, but he doesn't want to go. But the way she convinces him is by saying it's research for your book. I was like, <laughs> I think he's like, yeah, all right. Oh, OK. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I there were things that I liked about that scene, but I was also kind of like, you really should not let Sandra Bullock go. No. She's yeah. heavily pregnant. Wildly pregnant, yeah. She is a liability. Yeah, that seems like a terrible idea, but sure. Um, uh, speaking of, okay, two things. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Um, so this is a, a weird thing. So this happens, because this happens in the modern, when they're going down the river is when this occurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going down the river and there's this guy starts yelling at him uh, at her and the two kids in the boat uh, saying like, oh, take your blindfold off. It's safe. I got food or something, you know, and then he comes up to the boat and grabs her and tries to take her blindfold off um, and she ends up macheting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out he's in he has seen the creatures, but he has not killed himself. And this is the first time we're introduced to this idea in the movie is that he's, he didn't kill himself. He's now like an evangelist for the monster creature whatever the the things that make you kill yourself when you see them some people that doesn't happen they become yeah like evangelists trying to get other people to see the 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 things is that happen in the book so there is a similar scene with a guy in the river okay um where he tries to get them to take off their blindfolds right um the difference and I think this is an important difference here, okay. is that in the movie, Mallory, like you said, she machetes him to death. Yeah. In the book, they get past him, and then he like almost immediately kills himself. Mm. So to me, the implication there was that he was very far gone. Because like there is mention in the book that some people... like kill themselves right away yeah and other people like it takes a while for it to like take hold of them yeah um so i i don't know to me there was like kind of a different implication in it having him kill himself right after that Uh, yeah maybe i I guess my other question then extending from there is because we see more of these people later does that scene happen like with tom and like there's like a band of them that like no no and I want to talk about that. So, is, later. so in the book, is this the only time we see? A, well, I guess Gary, which we'll talk right. about. Um, 
which I also have questions about, and we'll get there. Uh, but okay, so so there are though in the book characters that have some have seen the thing and then but don't immediately kill themselves, but do like try to get other people to. You see what I'm saying? Is that happen? Yeah. Like we'll I guess we'll talk about it more with river. Gary, but yeah. like because that's what happens with Gary. Yeah, and, and in the movie. Gary in the book is played as more of like a wild conspiracy theorist. Okay. Hmm. Inter- uh, all right. I don't- <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so do they make a supply run where they drive blind with the GPS? No. That was interesting. Yeah. That would never have worked. <laughs> there was too much shit. And now they, they played off in the movie. It's a little helpful that they're in like a super deluxe car that has like collision detection. Mm-hmm. So like, so you know, they, yeah, they the random their, cars and shit yeah. in the middle of the street, they can kind of drive around. It's still, I find it incredibly hard to believe they made it to a mile and a half or whatever with, you know, without just getting stuck. I mean, it seems in the like book, you would just, just get stuck. drive blind at a couple That's points. That's even so. more ridiculous, honestly. The movie makes more <laughs> sense. I, especially within the movie, the, the, like I said, the nature of the sort of apocalypse when it happens, like with all the fucking crashed cars everywhere yeah. and just like stuff everywhere, it would be impossible to drive down the street. There's just like cars abandoned all over the place. Like you would just run into stuff constantly. But the movie it kind of makes it yeah. seem plausible. Okay, so when they finally get to the store, which I now, so they, I don't even know if they make any supply runs in the book at all um, to where this would even be from the book. Basically, there, they get, there are two points where a couple of characters venture out. Okay, so anyways, in the movie, they go to the grocery store to get supplies because they're out of food because they have like 20, you know, 10 people or whatever. Um, and they get there and they're like, okay, oh, this is great. We're here. We can, we can get all the stuff we need. And John Malkovich this character just goes fuck that where's the booze and i want to know if that line if anything like that is from the book or so i don't know you know it's not in the book okay i just like his uh i actually i was like you know i I want that line to be in the book and i was like you know what scratch that i want to think that john malkovich just made that line up on the spot maybe he did (laughs) that would be great fuck that where's the booze i also it was really interesting so his character seems to be like maybe an alcoholic in the movie um because we see him several times just like maybe not even whatever but they show they make they go out of their way to show him like having his own stash of booze and that sort of thing like and one of the times is really weird and I don't know if this is a John Malkovich thing or what this character <laughs> decision was. He has like a little like, uh, you know, um, mini bar, like the little mm-hmm. plastic bottles. And he pulls it out and he puts it on his tongue like he's like <laughs> blotting acid or something. He like <laughs> like does like he doesn't taster. drink any. He like puts it on his tongue, tips it up so that it like hits his tongue and then tips it back down. So he gets like literally like almost none he just gets a taste which i agree would be the weirdest way to drink straight liquor yeah because i feel like the idea is that you can't taste it when you like take a shot you well be you able taste, to not it less. taste it and, and, and now that's why I, that's why i think that sign that that scene is implying that he's like an alcoholic is that he's i but even i don't know i thought that scene was so weird and and, and i didn't ever go anywhere other than he just drinks more later in the movie um, like when they get to the grocery store, he's just already actively drunk in the grocery yeah. store. I was like, well, that's a terrible idea because now you have to get back to the fucking house. They just kind of gloss over all that. But all right. Now, so that that because that line made me laugh. So it's not in the book. That's unfortunate or fortunate, whichever way. 
Um, does she find this is interesting in the movie? They get to that grocery store, and this is where uh, Sandra Bullock uh, Mallory finds birds mm-hmm. in the grocery store. Uh, one, I assume the birds are in the book, hence the because of the title bird box so i would assume she has birds yes there are birds in the book does she get them at a grocery store no where does she get them um at one point two of the characters go out like scavenging through the neighborhood and they're actually looking for dogs because they have this idea that like oh maybe dogs aren't affected and we can like kind of train them as like seeing eye dogs dogs, yeah um and they find some birds in somebody's house Mm. Yeah, in somebody's house. Um, and they bring them back and they use them similarly as like an alarm system. Yeah. Because the birds the freak birds out whenever, whenever anybody gets close to the house. Yeah. Or, well, anybody. What do you mean anybody? Uh, any entity. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, you mean like the things or whatever, the creatures, which we'll discuss what the Oh, rules. I want to discuss well, those. I got, I got a whole section about it. Uh, we're going to get to that. But I thought it was really interesting in the movie. So they're in like a pretty big town it seems like they're in the suburbs they say because like somebody comes from the gary came from the city or whatever um but they're so they're in like the suburbs but it's like a pretty pop i mean when when the apocalypse happens there's like people everywhere it's like a populated area and for some reason the grocery store either sells or has birds i thought that was very straight like a pet section (laughs) but it's just the one cage of birds it's just one cage of like three birds but it's in like a section it's like behind the counter it seems like yeah. she like looks over the counter. And so maybe it's just the store has pet birds, which maybe. is I don't know if that's weirder or if it's weirder that this grocery store sells seems birds. sanitary because like I would get it if they were like in a little town where there's like a store and that yeah. store has everything. You know, it's yeah. like a Walmart where it's like groceries and yeah, you can get pets there and, you know, they have like all kinds of stuff because that's that's how, you know, like little towns kind of. Right. But this is why would it anyways? I thought that was a very strange place to. Find yeah, no, birds. it's weird. Um. And not in the book. They just find him in somebody's house, which makes sense. Uh, but they don't really spend much time going to other people's houses in this one. Eventually yeah. they do later. But okay, this I need to I need to explain this to me because this was really confusing and really infuriating watching the movie. In the movie, anytime so whenever they go outside, they put blindfolds on, or mm-hmm. you know they cover and they cover all the windows and everything. But anytime they venture out, and then when they get inside somewhere. They just immediately take their blindfolds off. Yeah. And are like, we're good. So is in the movie, it seems to be implied that for some reason, the people like know or assume that whatever these things, these creatures, the whatever that make people that when you see them make you kill yourself, don't go inside. Does this happen in the book? This is not how it plays out in the book. And I want to talk about this more in a different segment. Okay, But the rules of the movie don't make sense. I was very confused by the rules of the movie, uh, and I have more questions about it. So yeah, that was the thing that was really confusing to me, is that like any time in the movie that they, as soon as they get inside, they're just like, whoop, blindfolds off. Even in places where, like, I get it if it's like your your house and you assume that nothing could have gotten inside or whatever, or whatever, but like, there's a point later where Tom gets into a house and he takes his blindfold off and he's like shutting windows and stuff. I'm like, yeah. couldn't these things be in the house? Or right at the window? Or, or I do, don't... Like, why, why yeah. would you immediately take your blindfold off when you're inside? I would not assume that these things can't go indoors. Like, it's just so, it's so weird to me watching a movie. Like, anytime they get inside, they're just like, well, I'm inside, it's safe, it's home, it's, uh... You know, like when you're playing tag as a kid and you'd like 
touching yeah. the tree. It's a, you're, all, you're on base. Yeah, you're on base. They you. can't get you. I'm like, what? I don't know. And I had I had a, a lot of issue with the way that the movie kind of tried to like create rules. Yeah, I, we'll talk this. about it. Like I said, it, I have more questions. Work. I have more questions about that. Um, that I was just very confused. Okay, following on to that, do these monsters make leaves float? No. Okay, because this was another big problem I had with the rules of this movie is that one, the, the like you see whenever the things are around and they're kind of giving you some implication of, so us as a, an audience member realizes that there's something there, like yes. the leaves start kind of flying and like the little girl's hair stands up at one point. Um, so somehow these entities are like. You know, either create wind or, or like anti gravity or electricity or, or whatever. Um, but the thing that's really interesting to me, and this was a one, maybe the most, what made the movie the the most ineffective to me, is that so many times, uh, and this is where the rules got really confusing, is that as far as we know, these things, these entities, don't physically interact with the world. Mm-hmm. But so, and so like our, our characters seemed like we seem to the rules they set up in the beginning is, is if you see them, you kill yourself. We don't have any other sort of setup of like uh, or if they get to you, they can eat you. Mm-hmm. But so many times in the latter half of this movie, Sandra Bullock, when she thinks the things are around, starts freaking out and running and like shooting. And I'm like, what are what is that going to do? One, do you need to run away from them <laughs> if you can't see them? Why would you need to run away? I don't know, because they seem like they're, like, in the ether. Yeah. Well, and my question is, they can't take your blindfold off that we know. You know, like, it's so weird to me that she, like, runs away from these things. When it's like, why do you need to run away? There's no Im- indication in the movie that these things do anything other than if you see them, you kill yourself. So, like, running from them makes no sense to me. Yeah. Because you can't see it. She has a blindfold on. Like, if it's right next to you, it doesn't. I mean, I get maybe you'd be scared if you think it's that. Like, whatever. But, like, as far as yeah. we know, these things don't attack you. They don't. You know what I mean? Like, And, and I, I get maybe trying to have some kind of an implication of, like, a fight or flight response. Right. But, yeah, there's, there's no implication of that. And there's not really in the book either there are a couple moments where characters think that they feel something touch them right but of course they're blindfolded so yeah. we don't know yeah what's going on well it was just so strange and like she pulls out guns and is shooting at the wind and it's just like <laughs> i just i'm like i i don't know i just didn't get what the rules of these creatures were and so like when she's running away from them like i said i get i get if you're scared or whatever but like at this point, it's five years into it. I feel like she would have enough experience and mm-hmm. know, like, okay, I can just walk away from these things. Like, yeah. if I can't see them, they're not going to eat me. They're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not, you would know by that point, I would think, you know, how these things work if it's been five years. Um, or you would at least, I would think, have some better idea. Well, and they clearly like... don't seem to seek out people because you've been surviving inside. They know you're there. You've been going around outside gathering supplies. They're 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 prevalent enough these things these entities are are around enough in the world that you need to constantly wear a blindfold so you don't see them, which means that every time you go out to, for a supply run or whatever, these things are seeing you if they see you or whatever. But they're not like they in this whole 5 years they haven't like tried to get into your house. Mm-hmm. Like when you open the door to go outside, they don't come rushing in or whatever. So like what why would you then think that like when you're outside, they're going to like 
get you. I I just didn't understand why the character would assume they need to run away from these things. It was very strange to me. I don't know. And that was what like didn't made the movie not work for me. At towards the end, like with what was the whole thing where they're going down the river, and then like that was she goes to get supplies and is like running from them and tripping over stuff, and I'm just like. What? Shooting her. I'm like, what are you? Why? I'm rambling on about it. It's just I didn't get it. (laughs) That's because it doesn't make any sense. Okay. Uh, uh, Moving on to Gary. Uh, Can the and we I don't even know if we're going to get an answer for this. Gary. So like when we see the guy in the river who tries to like get her to take her blindfold off. Mm -hmm. um, He's like very clearly like. Infected or whatever. And he's like crazy. Um, He kind of like play tries to play it off at first. Like when he's yelling at them from across the river or whatever. But once he gets up to her, he's like he's like full on uh, psycho mode. But Gary is like hiding it in the movie. So Gary gets inside and he seems fine. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he goes, he like switches and like he pulls out all these drawings of the creatures or whatever, I assume. Um, And now he's like he's we see his eyes and he's like got he's infected or whatever. But like he could hide it for a while. Well, does that happen in the book? Yes, sort of. I. (laughs) It's so hard to try and explain this because part of what makes the book effective as a horror story is the fucking ambiguity. Yeah, it's the fact that they don't know what the rules are. So therefore, you, the reader, don't know what the rules are. Okay. And the movie I where the movie stumbles is by trying to add rules. Yeah, I feel like it's but they don't know how. Yeah. See, I think that's a thing. The movie tries to add these rules because they felt like we we needed it as viewers, which is often true. You often want to know what the rule in a horror movie, you want to yeah. know the rules of why you like when people die or or when bad things happen, you want to know what the rules are and how people broke the rules and you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. kind of how horror movies effective. Like like in like Nightmare on, on uh Ella on Elm Street, the rules are you don't fall asleep. If you fall asleep yeah. and you're in the dream world, you can be killed by Freddy. Um, so that's those are the rules. Like in the dream world, you can be killed by Freddy. If you're awake, you can't. Very simple rules. We get it cut and dry. And in this, I felt like they tried to do the same thing, but then it got real muddy. Yes. With like with with Gary, I was like, okay, so he was like hiding the fact that he's somehow infected, and then or I, I, I'm saying infected. That's not really the right word, but like kind of um yeah and then it like just turns on in his brain all of a sudden and then he starts killing everybody and well not killing but uh you know ripping all the stuff off and and making people look at the creatures and stuff (laughs) i don't know i don't even know what my question is um so in the in the book you're 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 saying that gary it's never clear that gary is infected necessarily so much as gary claims to have seen the creatures But, I mean, there's also no, like, visual cue with their eyes in the book. Yeah. So, like, we don't know if he has actually seen the creatures or if he's just this, like, conspiracy theorist who... Because Gary's Gary's whole line in the book is that, oh, you're only going to go mad if you think you'll go mad. Right. Um, Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, there is some, like, discussion in the book of, like, oh, it seems like some people can, like, 
hold out longer before they start committing violent acts. Right. But we don't know why that is, and we don't really know what the reason for it is. Interesting. So, like, it's just just really hard to to kind of, like, suss out what exactly the movie's trying to do here because they tried to add rules, but the rules are muddy and they don't work and they're not consistent. Yeah. So, like, it's hard for me to parse. Right. Like, when I'm asking, like, well, did Gary get infected? Well, you know, can Gary hide that he's infected? You're like, well, in the book, he's not really infected or is he? But, you know, it's it's, it's, it's more and more muddy, but but he might be, but you don't know. Um but ultimately, Gary does do basically the same thing in the book that he does in the movie. He tears down all of the yeah. window coverings, and yeah. yeah. Does he does he stab people? Uh, John Malkovich in the chest with scissors? No. Okay. Well, we don't really know what exactly goes down because we're with Mallory upstairs. Gotcha. Um, and she is in labor. Yeah. So the movie got that right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Okay. okay. Does Tom sac- moving on? Does Tom <laughs> sacrifice himself to save Sandra and the kids? Uh, Tom does not kids? survive Gary in the book. Oh, so okay, because yeah, in the movie, and that's what I thought was going to happen in the movie is it looks yeah. like he's about to get shot by Gary, um, but he ends up surviving, yeah. and then they spend five years together, well, four years together raising these kids, which I thought was a, that's an interesting change. Uh, we'll talk about it later when you get to the other segments, I guess, but. Um, so in the movie, he uh, he sacrifices himself basically when this this group of infected, uh, you know, people show up in these cars to like find anybody who hasn't seen I, the creature. Yeah, and I want to talk more about that later because that whole thing I thought was super problematic. And all right, well, I will talk. About, I, I, um, okay, so Tom doesn't survive Gary, so he does not sacrifice himself to save Sandra and the kids. No. Um, well, okay, so my next question here, let's first preface this by saying, is in the book, so there is the boy and the girl, is the boy Sandra Bullock's, Mallory's kid, and then is the girl the daughter of another character? Yes. And that Sandra, or that Mallory's taken care of? Yes. That is the same? Yes. Okay. So in the movie... When they're going down the river, they get to the rapids, and their whole, the whole thing she's been saying is that, you know, we're going to get to the rapids. One of us is going to have to look so that we can steer through the rapids and not crash and drown, basically. Um, so she goes, one of us will have to look, and the boy keeps saying he'll do it. Um, and she goes, no, I'll tell you who's going to do it when we get there. And there's this weird thing going on. And now, so this whole moment is sort of like... <sighs> Uh, Sandra Bullock was already a reluctant mother to begin with. Mm-hmm. She didn't really want to have a kid. Uh, and then now she's the mother of another of two children, one of which is not her biological child. Um, and the implication in the movie is that she's going to basically tell the girl to do it so that she doesn't lose her kid. But that the girl and but in the movie, it's this weird thing where this like four year old girl is like aware of what's going on here. Yeah, you got this right in the yeah. movie. Every time the boy's like, "I'll look," the and then and then Sandra Bullock's like, "No, I'll tell you when we get there." The little girl gets this look on her face, like, "Oh, she's gonna kill me." And I'm like, "Is the girl? I guess does any of this happen in the book? And if so, is this four year old girl like incredibly aware of and have like the emotional maturity of somebody like four times her age to like understand the weird nuance of like?" The fact that Sandra Bullock's character doesn't love her as much as this other kid, potentially, and she thinks she's going to sacrifice her, and so she's like, gets weird and furtive. Is that? No. Okay. (laughs) 
There's I <laughs> I had a, a problem with this too because well, it's not rapids in the book. Yeah. The the premise in the book is that the river is going to break off into like different um, channels. Right, and they got to so go. That one, so the, one of them is going to have to take a peek. So they go in see, the right one. Yeah. So they go into the right channel. Um, but there's never any question that anyone but Mallory is going to do it. Okay, that's what I thought was going to happen in the movie it's not what happens no. none of them look they just crash and end up surviving the rapids anyways uh like the boat flips over but they all survive i thought this whole setup was gonna be the little girl keeps thinking she's like uh no i'll tell you who's gonna do it and the little girl the whole time thinks she's gonna have her do it but ultimately mallory is gonna be the one that looks oh get it she's she learned something about motherhood or something. I, whatever. I don't know. Um, I thought that was what was going to happen in the movie. It's not what happened. Yeah. So I was like, well, all right. Um, but is that so she looks in the book? Yes. And does. Well, we'll get there, I guess. I don't want to ruin spoil what happens <laughs> necessarily. But um, OK. <sighs> so that's really different. I, anyways, I, my point being is that I was very confused by like. I thought it was very strange that this little girl. And the way they her she this actress plays it is so she has the most knowing yeah. look for like a three or four however old this little girl's supposed to be. She's like giving these looks of like it's I was it 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 made me uncomfortable. I was like, little kids aren't supposed to like get things like like I mean, I'll raise you that they have grown up in the apocalypse. Right. Right, I don't know. I just thought it was very strange how the way this little girl plays it felt I was so off put by it. And like this little I was like is this little girl going to end up being I like thought there was going to be some weird twist because of the way this little girl plays this character that she's like a super secret genius or that she was infected the whole time and hiding it. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. She like these little looks she gives and so I it was very confusing. Oh my god. I I thought that whole thing with her and the way that little girl plays like being suspicious of Sandra Bullock I just found so strange, uh, and it doesn't really ever go anywhere. I mean, it does in the sense that ultimately she realizes that Sandra Bullock does care about her, and you know, names or blah blah blah, all that, whatever. That's how the book ends or the movie ends. But, eh, anyways, uh, finally, when they get to the forest after they get out of the boat, um, and, and this is a thing, and now probably not in the book. In the movie, like the creatures uh, now can apparently like whisper into your head. Because they're in the woods wandering around trying to find the birds at the at this compound. Uh-huh. Uh, and they keep hearing the voices of the dead people like Tom. She's like Sandra Bullock is like hearing Tom saying like, oh, come talk, you know, come take your blindfold off. Come to me. OK, and then so they're running around in the woods. That's wo- not in the book. OK. And I want to talk more about that later because I had also had an issue with that. OK. <laughs> Boy, this is a really different uh, lots of different stuff here. OK, I guess I should preface this question with. Do they arrive at a sanctuary compound at the end of the book? Yes. Okay. Is her doctor there? Uh, she never has a doctor in oh, the book. Okay. So. That was a weird thing. They do claim to have medical professionals there. We right. never actually see them, but we don't really have any reason to think right. they don't. Okay. I just thought it was very interesting and like a weird 
I don't know where that she they they arrive at the compound at the end of the movie and they stroll in and then her doctor her her yeah. uh, prenatal you know yeah her, her fucking doctor's there her doctor's <laughs> there and she's like oh Doctor Lapham and I'm like oh. All right, All right. Sure. Sure. How did she get there? Why? All right. Sure. Fine. Why fucking not? I guess. And then uh, following up on that, is the compound that they arrive at a school for the blind? Yes, it is. And that's kind of why these people are safe yes. or have been safe is that most of them are blind. Yeah. Uh, so they can't see. OK. Uh, and oh, last thing. Does the school for the blind have a fucking aviary? <laughs> no. <laughs> What was or that? At least they don't make mention of it. <laughs> they, they get into this school for the blind, and they're in the courtyard, and it has a like a an enclosed. It's like an aviary, like a, yeah. it's got a giant like metal, you know, like yeah, uh, plant pl- like plants and stuff. And ivy have grown over all this like a big enclosure that all the birds are in, and they have like a giant aviary. Then they don't. No. Well, I was like, why would a school for the blind have a giant? Also, aviary? why are they not just getting shat on all the time? Also, why is the school for birds? the blind in the middle of the woods? That's a good question. I was very confused by the fact that there was a school for the blind in the like remote wilderness in California I mean, or wherever they are. It's been a few years, so a lot of stuff is overgrown. Right. So maybe it's not quite as remote as it. Seems yes, to it be. seems like um, it, it's by the river. Yeah, in the book, because they don't ever have to like wander through the woods. Yeah, um, the the people who are, are running this compound now um, have built like like a fence. Yeah. by the river, so that they would like get their boat would get caught in it, and oh. they could just come down and like yeah. fetch them basically. Right. So okay. they don't ever have to like follow the sounds of the birds. Right. Although there is a scene with birds that was left out of the movie that I'm going to talk about. All right. If we ever get there. Well, I'm done with was that in the book now. So uh, <laughs> that's I, I this whole section could have been lost in adaptation. Uh, but let's get into the actual lost in adaptation <laughs> section, which already has a bunch of questions in it that you probably won't be able to explain. So let's do it. Just show me the way to get out of here and I'll be on my way. Wow. Was it lost? Yes. Yes. And I want to get unlost. As soon as possible. All right. Uh, first things first. Is there a reason that Mallory didn't get an abortion? Um, nothing explicit in the book. She just wants to keep the baby. Okay, because like, in the movie, it feels very much like she's somebody who would have gotten an yeah. abortion. She seems not to want this yeah. kid. She seems completely. We when we arrive, it's far enough along where she no longer could. Right. But like, so in the movie, that's kind of how they gloss over that. They just don't ever address it. But like to me. I was like, I, the whole time, I, like, she seems to want nothing to do with this kid or, or with having a kid. Yeah. Um, she seems to want, uh, you know, the, or the, 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 the man that she got pregnant with is out of the picture. He left or whatever, or they're not together. Um, so he doesn't seem to care. And I'm like, I was just like, why didn't she get an abortion? And again, I understand why now she's not. Cause like I said, she's like eight months pregnant or whatever, but I, I don't know. I, I just, so she just in the in the book it's she does yeah, actually she, want she to. wants to keep the baby um and regardless the the situation kind of quickly elevates to the point that she couldn't safely get a medical abortion right. so yeah cuz in the movie there's no indication that anything bad has happened up until right like by the time she's we see in the movie She's eight months pregnant. She could have gotten an abortion anytime. And there was like the world wasn't out of control. Yeah. For the first three months she was pregnant in the movie. It was fine as far as we yeah. know. Um, okay. Um, so in the movie, I don't, you probably don't have an answer to this scene. I, I found this incredibly ambiguous and, and, and frustrating um, because I didn't know what was going on. 
Uh, so they're in the grocery store uh, when they're getting supplies. Charlie, the guy who works at the grocery store, is there. They, they're by the loading dock door, and they hear a person out there saying, hey, let me in, or, you know, help me. And he goes, hey, that's uh, Fish Fingers, or whatever. Charlie's like, I know that guy. Yeah, he works at the store. Name. Yeah, his name's Fish Fingers. Uh, and they're like, okay, we're going to let him in. So they all cover their eyes, and they open the door, and he starts yelling or something, or they realize that Something's bad has happened. Yeah. And then Charlie sees the thing. I guess there's a thing out there because Charlie does his eyes do get the he gets, you know, the look yeah. in his eyes like he's infected or whatever. Um, but then he he charges through the door and and knocks uh, fish fingers back out. And then they shut the door. And basically, Charlie saves them by not letting this guy in who probably would have killed them all or whatever. Yeah. Or tried to. Um, and in the movie, I couldn't tell if Charlie was killing himself by running out there or if Charlie was saving them because he gives like a a yell like a yeah he it seems like he it, he seems in control when he goes running through the door like he was like oh shit I'm gonna help I'm gonna save you guys um but also I couldn't he was infected so I wasn't sure uh, this part isn't in the book okay so I am a very I am of no help here because I didn't really understand what we were supposed to okay. think had happened either. Okay. Like it's a it's a scary scene. Yeah. But I assume I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay, so, I'm <laughs> so we have no more answers. Um okay, so this in in the in the movie uh during the river scenes at one point uh with these two kids and the kids are probably like 4 years old or whatever. Uh, maybe five max, but they're because it's like five years later. So, yeah, they're like five. Um, these two kids are like five. And at one point she's uh, talking to them. Uh, and she goes on a supply run and gets uh, things happen uh, after they lose. At one point, they lose their supplies in the boat and she mm-hmm. needs to go get more supplies. So she finds a building and then she gets chased by a, a wind creature monster thing. Um, and one of the, the girl ends up wandering away to like find her or whatever. And she pulls her back and she's yelling at them both. I told you to stay in the boat. Uh, if anything happens to me, you guys keep going and just look out for yourself. And and this whole time I was like, how in the world are these two five-year-olds? Do you expect these two five-year-olds to, like, if you had died back there, mm-hmm. these two five-year-olds are now in a boat on the river. They're de- they're dead. They're not, they're. I, I, I get where you're coming from and I don't disagree but I also felt like in the book they they seemed much better prepared for the world that they live in. Okay. Um, like at one point she does pass out in the boat. Yeah. And they like take up the rows and keep going. They take up the oars. Yeah. Okay. I in the movie they just seem like they don't ever say anything. They don't ever do anything. They literally yeah. just walk around Which, with blindfolds and, and I, do whatever I Sandra Bullock talk tells about them that to. Later because I also had an issue with that. Surprise. Okay. Um, cause yeah, it, it, they're just, she's like, just save yourselves. I'm like, how could they possibly, we have seen no indication in this movie that these, these children have any sort of ability to like protect themselves or, or survive on their own. They literally don't ever say anything. They just walk yeah. around and do whatever you tell them to mostly sleep in the bottom of a boat. And now I get that. I don't know. I just like, she, she's like, don't come try to find me. Just look after yourself. I, maybe that's what you would say regardless of how, whether or not you thought they could survive. Cause what other choice do they have? I, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I was like, I just just struck me as like, what these kids from what we've seen would just be dead. Like they have no. Eh. I'm gonna skip that one because it's not important. Um, 
Unless you wanted to talk about it specifically. Oh, the... How long the, the flashback takes place Okay, over. no, I do want to actually talk okay. about it for a second, because I had an issue with that, too, while I was watching the movie. In the movie, so during the, the flashback to five years ago, before leading right, up to while her... while they're in the house. I had such a hard time telling how long... Yeah. of a period they were yeah. in that it's house It's basically for. impossible to tell how much time has passed from when they get to the house to when Gary murders everyone. Yes. Like, has it been months? Has it been weeks? Exactly. Has it been days? We don't know. I, I had no idea if I, I was having such... It, it's so interesting because on the river, every time they cut back to the river, it's like 48 hours yeah. on the river. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Well, it would have been nice to have something like well, that. Well, then the with thing the, that really irritated me about this was that the book provided them with a really easy measurement system that would have worked super great in a visual medium, which is that when Mallory arrives at the house, she's only two months pregnant. Oh. So she's like barely showing. We could have just watched her get more pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And because see, in the movie, she's already eight months pregnant yeah. or whatever. She's like a month away. Um, and now ultimately, but see, cause they do say at one point, she says, when are you due? Like when the other pregnant woman shows up, uh, she's like, Oh, when are you due? And they like say October 1st and September 31st or something like yeah. that. They're both due like at the beginning of October, but I didn't know where we were right. like now, yeah. like when they say that, I'm like, I, but how, but what is it now? <laughs> like I get, okay. So you're due. If they would have said I'm due in six weeks would have been way easier yeah. instead of I'm due October 1st. I don't know what, what the date is currently movie. And I, I don't know, and I, I feel like the movie almost tried to be like, oh, well, we've run out of food, but like we don't know how much yeah. food was in the house to begin with, there. so that's not a good litmus no, test. No, we have no idea how much food was there, and, and we don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people there. Odds are, I mean, it could have been three days yeah. before they, yeah. they had 15 people in that house. They could have eaten all the food there in a couple days. Like, I don't know, man. So I was like, I, I had a really hard time. Like, okay, how long have these people been together? How long have they known each other? How long have they been in this house? Has it been a week? Has it been two months? I, I really couldn't, I wasn't sure. Um, I assumed it was now there may be a detail where you may be able to suss it out based on like, but I and I, I will preface all or I always remind our, our listeners that we're, when we're watching these movies, we're taking notes and going back and forth yeah. between watching and notes and watching a note. So occasionally we miss lines. There may have been a line where the so, doctor yeah, says, like, yeah. you're you're 33 weeks long. Something. So we know that when she gives birth, it's been three weeks, since, you know, or whatever. There could have been. Yeah, that's but. very possible. I But I missed it if yeah. that was the case, because I wasn't sure. Cause yeah, obviously. Yeah, because if there was something like that, it's like one thing. Yeah, and then it becomes just impossible to suss out how long they've been in the house. Yeah, especially because we're going back and forth between. Yeah. You know, we jump back and forth from the river to the the flashback, and every time we do, a lot of times they're like in different clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so is it the next day or is it the next week or is it that night? Like, I, <laughs> you know, because sometimes it felt very clearly like, oh, this is just later that day. And then other times I was like, wait a second, what, when is this now? How long from the last time we saw these characters are we now? I don't know. I had a, yeah. I had a hard time with that. Um, uh, finally. We already talked about that. Oh, yeah, the we did talk about running that. Running from the monsters. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't understand why they felt like they needed to well, run Well, you monsters. know what? I don't understand it either. <sighs> All right. Um, well, that's all I had for Lost in Adaptation. I, well, I will have more. I, let's get into your segments or this is going to be three hours long. So <laughs> what do we got? Better in the book? You like to read? Oh, yes. I love to read. What do you like to read? Everything. 
everything. Um, yeah, I mentioned that um, the way the reports of people killing themselves and killing each other were more sporadic, lower numbers. I thought that made more sense, yeah. given like their reactions to it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because in the movie, they have like no reaction to tens of thousands yeah. of it's people. It's much mur- more of a themselves. slow burn. Yeah, in the book. Um, not that the heroine of a story like this can't be older, but Sandra Bullock is like much older. Yes, like thirty years older than Mallory in the book. Yeah, like it's we. I mean, I guess they never say, but it's kind of implied that she's like in her early twenties. Yeah, like she's living with her sister and they're having a fun time. Yeah. I I think the thing that's that's toughest about that in the regards to the movie is that she's pregnant. Yeah, and, like, and we know we all know Sandra Bullock is fifty four years old. Like, are we supposed to pretend that this pregnancy wouldn't be really hella dangerous? <laughs> yeah, because it would be. And I mean, yeah, I, I like I said, I, I was like, yeah. I have no problem. I mean, and 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 it's it's you know it's sort of been a problem the opposite in 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 movies for a long time and in in Hollywood that. Basically, you know, once you're over 30, you can't play. You basically right. only play like old women or whatever. Um, so I, I get that. But at the same time, it's like Sandra Bullock. We everybody it, it, if it was a lesser known actress or something, yeah. but everybody knows Sandra Bullock is 54 years old and seeing her pregnant is like or, you know, everybody right. knows Sandra Bullock is over 50 years old and you shouldn't get pregnant when you're over 50 years old. It's like really not a good idea. I mean, it can, and not even it possible. Can be done, of, but yeah, but you would need a, a, a doctor. Yeah. And your delivery would be really dangerous yeah. and difficult. Yeah. And boy, they glossed Whoa, over that. Oh, they're just like, <laughs> fine. And they're out. She, she went once and then that baby <laughs> shot right out and she was fine. But I, I, I also just felt like a lot of Mallory's like reactions and choices and just makes more sense for a younger person. Like somebody who doesn't have the benefit of experience. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I had no problem with her being older from the story they told. I thought it worked other than it, depending on how old she was supposed to be, but being pregnant was like a yeah. little weird. But. I mean, that is the major sticking point yeah. is that, and it had, they addressed it. Yeah. Had they addressed that? Oh, this is going to be yeah. a difficult delivery yeah. or, nah. or whatever that might've saved it, but nah. they didn't. Not at all. They're like, it's fine. I get what they were going for, but I liked the way that her sister died in the book better i thought it was more horrific and like a subtle chilling kind of a way you said she just goes upstairs she goes upstairs and then mallory hears a thump and she's like y'all right up there (laughs) and then she goes upstairs and jess slash shannon has basically like thrown herself on a pair of scissors and is like just dead and blood gushing everywhere in the middle of the room so wow and yeah, then Mallory's like, okay, I have to leave. Yeah. I have to leave. <laughs> I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because they've been barricaded in their house. Oh. But then she's like, well, I don't want to stay yeah, here. Yeah, right. I don't so want to stay here. Yeah. I'm going to go gonna try leave. to find this, this yeah. safe house that I've heard about. Right. That makes sense. The movie kind of like dives right into the action, which I get. Yeah, they got to But gotta I, keep I felt two hours. I was interested to see if you were able to follow everything that was happening because it felt really chaotic to me. I I, I had no problem following it. I okay. mean, it, it just it the the shit hit the fan and then she ends up in a house. Like I, I there was nothing really to follow. It was just like and and I mean I because I part of that is because I've sort of absorbed the general premise from you know 
yeah the internet um that you know these creatures you see them you kill yourself i thought the movie did a fine job of setting that up and explaining it and the beginning of this movie the first uh 30 minutes of this movie i were the best part of it i thought or the first 45 minutes or whatever were like the best part of it i thought so the kids in the movie you're right they are kind of just lumps yeah and they sit there and do whatever Sandra Bullock says. Yeah. They actually have roles in the book other than just being lumps. Yeah. Um, and I actually could not stand the way that the movie treated them. Like, they weren't just these dumb kids yeah. in the book. They, I mean, they are little kids, but like Mallory has prepared them for this yeah. world to the very best of her abilities. And like when she passes out in the boat, they know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, because that was a, a thought I had watching the movie. I was like, you know, it is an interesting idea uh, or an interesting thing to sort of trying to survive an apocalypse with two five-year-olds who are so young that they barely are, you know, four or five, however old they're supposed to be, that they barely understand. Like, like there's that scene at the beginning where or that we see when they're getting ready to go down the river. And I thought this was at least interesting in the movie. It was an interesting idea. And now it's completely different from the book. Because in the book, she sort of prepared them for the, yeah. all of this. In the movie, it doesn't seem that way as much. And she basically, I thought, trying to get, the idea of trying to get two really young kids to understand the danger of what's going on. Um, to where it, she has the line in the in the in the movie where she's like, if you take, if you, if you don't do exactly what I say, uh, you will die. If you try to take your blindfold off, I will hurt you. And I was like, you know, that's a really, how I was trying to put myself in her shoes and like, how do you try to explain to two stupid little kids, the severity of the situation? Mm-hmm. And I thought, and now in the book, it's slowly, we see it over a longer period of time, I guess. And mm-hmm. sort of, you know, we see her over the, five years she raises them or maybe you don't see it but we, we see realize like that bits and pieces of it and we we learn a lot about how she has basically like trained right. them yeah. to potentially be able to survive in a world where they can't look at what's around them yeah and we get a little bit of that in the movie where they're yeah. like using the rocks to like hear and you know like do like echolocation kind mm-hmm. of thing um and we get a little bit of that but then we never they all we ever see the kids do in the movie is just sit in a boat blindfolded yeah. and like look around yeah, like, and like listen to things. We never ever see them do anything. Um, you know, even like the little girl that one point just wanders off with the rope and then it's just walking around. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I was like, what are we doing? Okay. Um, but I thought the whole, that whole idea was an interesting idea. I don't think the movie. It's an, it yeah, it's enough, an interesting but, idea, but I, I don't think that the movie did it justice. Okay. Um, I hate everything about the way the movie portrayed the creatures. <laughs> I don't like that they gave them visual cues, and I yeah. understand why they did, but I don't like it. I also really disliked how they added this like quasi spiritual element where people like see and hear their dead loved ones. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was weird. Yeah, that was very strange. Um, and the creatures to me in the movie seemed more like openly antagonistic. Yeah. Especially at the end, it felt like they, we were supposed to understand that they were, like, pursuing them well, through see, the woods. That's, yeah. And that, that's not at all the case in the book. Like, a big part of the creeping dread in the book is that, you know, if you go outside, these things could literally be standing all around you and you would have no idea. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get that. And it was, I think that would have been more interesting. And and so, because we talked about in the prequel that they designed these creatures and realized they were, they were, we were going to see them in the movie at some point, but they realized it just looks stupid. So mm-hmm. they didn't do it. I think what would have been more interesting because what they went with in the movie is they go with like this, the you know, the leaves kind of raised up and it gives them a very, uh, yeah, like uh, they seem like ghosts or something. Yeah. Um, whereas I thought it would have been more interesting for them to be a physical thing that doesn't like fly around and like. Because mm-hmm. they seem to like fly around, you know, like yeah. at least that's the kind of the implication you get. When, and I guess that's what it, what's tough about the movie is they're trying to figure out how to portray this idea of this thing that if you see it, it drives you crazy. But we don't ever see them in the movie because, again, it would kind of ruin it and they would look it would yeah. be tough to make them look good and make it not seem. Right, cheesy when, and bad. Whatever they came up with would not measure up to what right. people imagine. So, right. So I get what they're going for, but the way the movie does it, I didn't find it as scary yeah. as I think it could have been. I totally agree. Like the, the whole like leaves blowing around and thing. Yeah. Cause a part of it does, it reminded me of the happening with like yes. the wind coming after you to kill you. And it's like, <laughs> eh, all right, you know, it, like to me, it would have been scarier had they, okay. Like they're in the woods and you hear like a twig snap yeah. off to the side. And then the character swings around and there's nothing there or whatever. Like to me, that would have, that type yeah. of thing would have been scarier. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think what actually even would have been scarier is if you do the thing where it, instead of like the leaves blowing around and stuff, we the only time we ever we we do occasionally kind of see the creatures. Mm-hmm. It would have been interesting. We never see them fully. We never so you don't have to design the whole thing, but like like when they're around them and we're seeing like the character standing in the woods or whatever, if there's one near them, you might see just behind a tree a, like a like a, a vague shadowy thing not oh like the first half of signs yes yes kind of like the first half of signs where you never actually see yeah like the alien or whatever you don't see it but you see like a, a bit of it and you can never tell what it is or what it looks like yeah. or what the even form of it is but you or but like you see something move you, or see, you something see a move. shadow yes exactly and yeah. that sort of thing so that it could be a physical thing, it could be a ghost. Th- it could, be, yes. you know, it could be whatever, and you, could, your brain can still make that up. But you're actually seeing something instead of like the leaves blowing, yeah. and then it just looks like wind. You know, another thing they could have done, and I'm astonished that this didn't make it into the movie because this seems like a a cheap way for the movie to get an emotional beat. There's a dog in the book. Oh, yeah. And they could have done, like, there are actually several instances in the book where the dog is like barking at the doors and windows. Yeah. And it's really unnerving because right. you don't know what he's barking yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been, it would have been creepy. Um, anyways, yeah. I, <sighs> I continue. Um, okay. Uh, we talked about the whole thing where Mallory like gaslights the little girl into making her think she's going to have to look. Yeah. Hated that. Tom surviving the onslaught of Gary, I think, is interesting, but it also kind of ruins Mallory's, like, badass character growth. Like, she raises those two kids by herself, by herself yeah. in the fucking apocalypse. Yeah. And, like, not all of her methods are great, but goddamn, all three of them make it to the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Because, um, yeah, she spends the whole time, I think... 
they liked the idea of giving her that relationship mm-hmm. and having somebody there with her. Um, but I, I do think it it's a more cold and like interesting uh, story if mm-hmm. she's by herself raising those kids. Yeah. Um, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple things that were in the book that didn't make it into the movie. I mentioned the dog. There's a border collie named Victor. Generally okay with missing out on this, um, but there is a scene where Victor falls to the creatures and like oh. tears himself apart, um, which could Ugh. have been really emotionally impactful. Well, it would have been awful. But awful. Yeah. Like I'm generally okay with that not making <laughs> it, but I'm astonished that yeah. they didn't use that. Yeah. Um, there's also a part where they get attacked by wolves while they're in the boat. That would have been nuts. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, while they're in the boat, they hear this cacophony of birds above their heads, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then dead birds start raining down on them, because the birds have, like, started murdering each other in the skies. (sighs) So the birds can... Also, yeah, so we we come to find out that animals can be affected okay. by this. Yeah, because yeah. that in the movie that's never no, it's never we really never see. Touched on. I mean, we don't know it could, but we never ever yeah. see a an instance of it happening or yeah. not happening. So okay, um, okay, so I want to talk about the gangs of people yeah. roving around. Um, Trying to find people who haven't been exposed and exposing them. I think this is really problematic. Um, okay, so I saw, um, uh, Dan Crocker, um, who has, uh, a podcast called Sainsplaining, um, posted about this mm. and I hadn't read the book or seen the movie yet. And I was like, okay, I'm going to keep an eye out for that. Okay. Um, that he felt that the way that the movie portrayed the mentally ill was pretty not so great. Do we see anybody who's actually okay. mentally ill? Anymore? So there's one line where we get the indication that um, these like kind of people who rove around, he's Gary says that their yeah. psychos escaped from the psych ward. Yes, he does say that. Um, so I think it's just kind of gross. See, okay, I, I agree. I didn't think that was true. I thought Gary was lying. I, uh, and I'm not. I'm, I, I agree. If if that if that is what like if that is what it's mm-hmm. supposed to be, um, and and that these are you know escapees from the psych ward or whatever. Yes, that is very problematic. Um, to have them be this kind of roaming yeah. band of it, but that was not what I took it as i thought especially once we realize gary is in quote unquote infected in the world of the movie i'm I'm sort of just going on the rules set up in the movie here once we realize gary is in fact infected and is there to or if he is or isn't i don't know because again his eyes look normal when he first gets into the house but eventually they're not and he is uh, quote unquote infected um and then he starts you know killing everybody in the house i was under the impression that he was lying or making something up about making up a story basically to cover his, mm-hmm. you know, just like to like make them feel for him. He's like, Oh, these, these, these psychos got out and they were making us look at the monsters and I just barely got away. 
but that's not what actually what happened and that actually these are just people who have seen the creatures and are and i i think it yes i don't know yeah i don't know and i I think it gets more complicated um because to me we have almost here i feel like like a failing of language yeah where like and the book broaches on this idea too. We have a point where a character wonders about whether people who are already struggling with mental health issues would be affected differently yeah. by the creatures, but that never really goes anywhere. Yeah. That doesn't happen book. in the book or in the movie now, doesn't Does it? Doesn't it? I thought there was a line about something along the lines of maybe maybe it was Gary said something along those lines, like that people who were already and maybe so maybe that is the implication is that people who were like in, mm-hmm. the, in, the, in the mental hospital, when they saw the creatures, they didn't kill themselves. They like turned into this like, yeah, the like, of, like I call them like evangelists for this yeah. the creatures where they go around and try to get more people to look at the creatures. Um, so maybe that is the, the implication. I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, I, like I said, I mean, to me in the book, it does come off more as like a failing of language. Yeah. Like this is making people suddenly become horrifically violent. We don't have a good word for it. So we're using words like crazy or like yeah, insane. insane yeah. Um, but there's not this plot line about like gangs of violent, criminally insane people. Like to me, that's some Gotham shit and it doesn't fit in this story at all. Yeah. And it's hella problematic. And I, I don't know. And I just I feel like there's this obsession too in like post apocalyptic media to be like, oh, people are the real enemy. Oh, yeah. That's and the- like, I'm sorry, but the Walking Dead killed that trope to death. <laughs> it's done. We don't need to explore it anymore. Yeah. And especially not in a offensive way. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. I. That's interesting. I just thought that like they took something that was briefly mentioned in the book and like took it to this place of like Ugh. yeah that wasn't how i read it again i didn't read them as oh these people are uh uh quote unquote like clinically like yeah. diagnosable and that and that's why they're going around doing this i i took it as they're quote unquote infected by again the the, the creatures or whatever and so the and, and and it was just what I assumed because again the rules are kind of muddy. Right. I assumed that somehow these people were like some people in this world when they see the creature for some reason don't just kill themselves. They like retain enough of their they 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 don't kill themselves. They they somehow become infected and they become like carriers going around like a it, it's sort of like a virus type of thing where some some of the things that get infected by the virus die other ones become sort of carriers and spreaders of the virus mm-hmm. and they're spreading the by going around and finding people that aren't infected and trying to infect them um kind of like a uh like a parasite or something you know what i mean yeah. like they, they they it doesn't kill them the host but it like <laughs> is in them and but it's again it's muddy because we don't know what it is we don't know what the creatures right. are we don't know if it's a if it is some sort of weird viral infection or if it's just a magic magic you know what i mean like is it some uh you know like ghost entity demon thing that are like yeah. who knows we don't know and that's fine we don't have to know um but since we don't know i wasn't sure again i had a i was that's why i was asking those questions about like do some people not when they get infected they don't just kill themselves they like run around and right. try to get other people to see it it's uh, 
And the like it's confusing. I, yeah, and that that brings me back to the issue of like the movie trying to build rules in here just doesn't work because yeah. it is it's the ambiguity of the book that makes yeah. it work, I think. Yeah. Is the fact that like nobody really knows anything. Right. All right, well, we want to talk better in the movie. Yeah, better in the movie. Let's uh, get to that short list. My life has taught me one lesson, Hugo, and not the one I thought it would. Happy endings only happen in the movies. Yeah. Probably. Um, okay, so the, the scene where she's in the car with her sister I thought was tense mm-hmm. and effectively done Yeah. up to a point. Um, then I just thought it got like chaotic and hard to follow, but that was me, was I guess. Good. Um, I liked that they added a moment where Mallory kind of freaks out about her sister having committed suicide. Yeah. Um, cause you know, we don't really get a moment of that in the book. Um, yeah. I think she just kind of like pushes things down. Right. Um, I liked that the movie added diversity. Everybody mm-hmm. in the yeah. book was white. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it makes sense cause they're in, you know, they're in like a, uh, like somewhere in, in California, like California. Like, they're you know, in a, sort a, of a diversely diverse, populated yeah. area. Kind of outside the city. I, I assume they're like outside, say Sacramento or something like that. Something like something, that, yeah. yeah. Um, I liked where they tried to drive in the car with the GPS. Yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of an interesting way around, whereas in the book they just like drive blind <laughs> yeah. occasionally yeah. and like hit whatever, which I don't know that that would work out. No, it would not. Um, <laughs> but at least the, the GPS and like the collision yeah. um, sensors make a little bit of sense. Yeah. I also thought the scene in the, the grocery stores was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I loved the line, where's the booze? That's me in the apocalypse. Uh, Olympia being the one who lets Gary into the house. That's not how it goes down in the book, but I thought that made a lot of sense. Yeah, because she was let in earlier in the movie. Um, Changing Gary's stuff from notes what the in the book he comes with like a notebook of like all of these ramblings um but changing it to drawings i think makes sense for the shift to yeah a visual medium yeah that's what i have for better in the movie all right fair enough <laughs> i yeah i agree with all those and i did like when gary shows up and pulls all the drawings out and they're like all these terrifying I assume that basically what that was was when they when they were trying to come up with creature designs. That was just all of their yeah, previs. That was like, just their storyboarding. Yeah, that was just like, uh, well, we got these fifty different drawings for what the creatures could look like. We'll just have him have those, and then we'll, you know. I do have one. The movie nailed it. As I expected, practically perfect in every way. I thought the movie kind of nailed Olympia. Like oh, the other pregnant She was woman. kind of like weepy and ineffectual yeah. and kind of and like basic and annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And like Sandra Bullock is just like, God, I don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> yeah. So they got her right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Good job, movie. I will add to the movie Nailed It that they nailed the fact that that little girl looks exactly like her mother. Yes, yeah, she does. That little girl looks exactly like that actress who plays her mother to the point where I had to Google and see if it was in fact her daughter. Yeah. Like, and it, it's not. It didn't, or at least they had different names and stuff. I assume they weren't. But holy shit, that little girl looked just like her. Mm-hmm. Like the face. Uh, no, like terrifying. scarily. So. Yeah. And, and to be fair, Sandra Bullock's kid kind of looks like her a little bit too. But not like that little girl. All right. General notes and then we'll get into the final verdict.
think a lot of what I have in my general notes here is also yeah. I do. I am. I am a little disappointed that when both women go into labor, no one was yelling "boil water." <laughs> yeah, because I feel like that's a movie staple. Like you boil water when someone's having a baby. That's just what yeah. you do. Yeah. Oh yeah, you boil water and you get uh, linens. Yeah. Get... Boiled water and linens. Yep. Uh, it's apparently the only thing you need. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was an interesting idea to do a Sophie's Choice, mm-hmm. where one of the kids isn't your kid was like an interesting idea when they're kind of setting that up on the river where she's like, you know, thinking that she's going to eat your, your, they're setting up the idea that one of the kids is going to have to look, um, so that she can steer the boat. Uh, and so it's basically Sylvie's choice, but one of those kids is not your fucking good. So that was an interesting setup. And then it just doesn't really pay off so much. Yeah. They Um, don't really take it anywhere. Cause I really did think that she was going to look and that would have made sense. And that sort of cements her, journey mm-hmm. uh into parent into motherhood and 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 a sort of obsect uh, accepting this other child as yeah. hers and i i, th- I thought and that being willing to sacrifice herself now that also was potentially a little problematic. but anyways um but i i think that would have been more effective than what they did yeah. where they have them just like stumbling around in the woods and yeah. then she's like apologizing to the little girl yeah the which girl they don't ever leave up. the boat in the book so what do you mean they don't ever leave the boat? Like they don't ever like leave the boat and come out oh, right, and, like, the, and wander around the forest. Because the school's and, on the river, yeah. you said, and they basically yeah. just get right out of the boat yeah. into the school or whatever. Yeah. Um Yeah, they have to wander around in the woods in the movie for a few minutes and then the little girl's like gonna take her blindfold off. But Sandra Bullock talks her into not doing it. Oh, uh when she's on the radio <laughs> Speaking of Walking Dead, we both thought this would have been hilarious. <laughs> Uh, where they're on the radio and the the guy on the radio who's basically explaining about this compound's name is Rick. Yeah. And I was going to like, how fucking great would it be if she gets to the compound? It's just Rick Grimes. I would have have shat myself on the spot. (laughs) I mean, there's no way that that wouldn't have been spoiled for us by the internet, but that would have been amazing. Somehow, like in an alternate (laughs) timeline. I don't even know how it would make sense. It wouldn't. They're building a cinematic universe. Yeah. Well, because I think I, now we stopped watching The Walking Dead, but I because so he's not on the show anymore. Yeah. But I there the from what I have heard is that he survived oh. and basically like he didn't die. Does he, he just wander into the sunset? No, there's like an explosion. He gets he gets he ends up on a on a on a helicopter like what? being taken to some compound or something. And everybody thinks he's dead, but he actually survived. Um, and and I think the they did that, that show went off the rails. It, it got wild. For, apparently, uh, like I said, we haven't watched it in several seasons. But um, so apparently, and it is spoilers for Walking Dead. But if you haven't watched it, it's that was like two seasons ago or whatever, or last season. Um, but yeah, apparently, so he's alive. So the compound he could have gotten taken to was could have been the could have been the, the one from yeah. <laughs> Bird box. It would have been perfect. What a crossover that would have been. been. A great crossover. Uh, okay, yeah. My last note literally says I fucking stopped taking notes because this is also different. Yeah. So my biggest problem with the movie was the rules. I had such a problem yeah. figuring out what the rules of these things were, the creatures, and what you know. Sometimes all of a sudden now they can talk to our characters and whisper and make them hear things and do things, or you know, kind of like try to influence them to do things where that has never been a thing up until this point. You know what I mean? Like, where did that come from? And then the running from them, and I was just like, I don't understand what you know. And then the fact that every time they get inside any building, they're just like, oh, we're safe. Take yeah. our blindfold off. I'm like, why would you assume that that's the case? All right, fine. Um, like those are my biggest problems. I thought overall the, a lot of the filmmaking was pretty effective. 
but I had issue like plot issues mm-hmm. that just really like nagged at me throughout the course of the movie. Also, this movie very much felt like a movie about parenthood written by a dude who's not a parent. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Josh Mallerman. He's has not. Kids. I looked it up. Well, I don't think he has but, kids. Um, it didn't look like it. Um, because and now that may not be quite as much of the theme. Yeah, in the that's book. not really a. Or I mean, it's definitely so somewhat. But in this movie, it very much felt like about sort of. Accepting and and sort of growing into being a parent and that sort of thing, and I was like, it's interesting because he doesn't have kids. Like, what a yeah. weird theme to write. Now, maybe the screenwriter who adapted it thought does or something, and thought, and the director or mm-hmm. whatever during the adaptation process, that was sort of one of the things they sort of latched on to. Mm-hmm. And again, it's really only a theme in like the last half because for the first half they don't have. I mean, there's right. no kids around, but it is sort of dealing with being pregnant and all that sort of stuff, and then uh, you know. Her not wanting to have a kid, but kind of thinking about giving up for adoption, ultimately accepting the kid. It was interesting ideas there. Uh, it just uh, never really effectively got to me in any way that yeah. didn't. Yeah, it didn't emotionally land with me very much. Um, there were some good scenes. But anyway, so let's get to your final verdict. Now, uh, are you ready for your sentence? Sentence? But there must be a verdict first. Sentence first. Verdict after the book. Yeah, it's the book. I to me, this movie was just very messy. Yeah, uh, it was like if the screenwriters had a pizza, but instead of being happy that they had a pizza and maybe like adding extra cheese to it, they were like, "Oh, this pizza, we're gonna grind it up and pretend it's pasta because fuck you." I like the thing that drives me nuts is that they could have adapted this book verbatim and had a great subtle horror film. Yeah. But they didn't do that. Yeah. I, and that like, like the book's horror to me is so creeping and so subtle. And part of it, like I said, is that the characters and by extension, you don't know the rules. Yeah. Like we don't know anything about the creatures. We don't know how they work. We don't know what they're doing. And it creates this really like, claustrophobic suffocating sense of blindness yeah themes yeah um and i like we said over and over the movie tried to add rules to that and it became i think really obvious that they just didn't know how to do it yeah and they don't stay consistent and 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 i think another thing is that the movie thought it needed more actiony beats, and there's Mm -hmm. not action action in this movie but you know there's scenes of, of of her running around from these things and like shooting guns and stuff yeah. at them and it just felt wrong like it just felt silly yeah and 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 and, and I think you're right that had they not fallen into the trap of like we need it to be a little more we need more like action again mm-hmm. not action but like more drama and like um oh and then they're going to wander around in the woods like hearing voices and finding each other and it's like it just it it doesn't quite it, it it never it never succeeds in being as creepy as it thinks it is. Yeah. I think. And whereas if they had been more subtle, it would have. Yeah. I think they went a little too over the top trying to make it like interesting, maybe, or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like like I said, the book is pretty subtle. Yeah. In its horror. And I, I think you're right. I think the movie fell into this trap of thinking that it needed to be a horror movie. Yeah. 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 Whereas it shouldn't have tried to be a horror movie and yeah. it shouldn't have tried to make the rules 
uh, it should have left it vague. Yes. Whereas it makes rules and then doesn't do a good, like, doesn't... Right. It doesn't... Stick, yeah, it doesn't follow through with them. And then on top of that, we have this, like, lazy humans are the real enemy message driven by, like, lazy, offensive stereotyping. and Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there you go. The book's better. Go read the book, even though the movie's on Netflix and easy to watch. The book is better. That's it for the 40th episode? Yes. Yes. Of This Film is Lit. As always, you can follow us on all of the social media. We would really appreciate it. Uh, Also, you can rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download our fine podcast and listen to us. Katie, what's next? Next... I know what it is. I can just say it. It's Minority Report. <laughs> it is Minority Report. You're right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, our next episode is Minority Report. We, if all goes to plan, we'll have a guest, our, uh, a guest host, uh, Mr. Aaron Rabbi from the podcast, several podcasts. Uh, one of the ones that I, the reason I asked him to come be on the show is that he hosts a podcast called Philosophers in Space that uh, is a sci-fi discussion podcast he teaches uh i believe aaron teaches uh moral theory or something like that gosh now i'm blowing it anyways (laughs) he's a philosophy guy he knows a lot about philosophy on his podcast philosophers in space they talk about different sci-fi projects different sci-fi shows movies books and discuss different uh philosophical elements within them Mm -hmm. um and one of the episodes they have done previously was minority report and I said, hey, you want to come on and talk about uh, sort of the adaptation and that sort of thing and bring up some of the philosophy elements? He goes, yeah. So that is the plan. Uh, he won't be on the prequel episode, but he will be on the main episode in two weeks. So look out for that. In the meantime, check out his podcast. He has two two of them. Like I said, Philosophers in Space and uh, Embrace the Void is his other one, which is a they talk about all kinds of stuff. They actually just had an episode come out where they talked about Bird Box. So oh, yeah. On that on uh, Embrace the Void. Uh, they talked about Bird Box and A Quiet Place and kind of. I haven't listened to it because I didn't want to spoil things. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I haven't listened to that one yet. But uh, those are his two podcasts. Go check them out. I'm really a big fan of both of them. And like I said, assuming uh, everything goes to plan, we have this recording scheduled and set up. He should be on our Minority Report episode. So that will be exciting. We have our prequel episode next week, which we don't know what we're talking about for that yet. Uh, we're talking about tech noir. There we go. We're talking about tech noir. That's what we're going to learn about in the prequel. So until then... Guys, gals, non-binary, and everybody else. Keep reading books. (laughs) Keep watching movies. And keep being awesome.